I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What's good, Internet? You're listening to The Syrupcast. The Syrupcast, in case you're tuning in for the first time, is a podcast by Mobile Syrup, Canada's largest independent tech sign. Each episode, we cover the week that was in Canadian telecom and tech news. You're listening to episode 158. Today is Thursday, February 22nd, 2018. This week, I'm joined uh, by not one, but two very special guests. First, we have a really good friend of the podcast, Matt Monis. Matt? What's going on, guys? It's been a minute. I'm glad to be back. We're happy to have you back. Sorry for being such a bad host and not having you. It's okay. I'm just glad to be here. Uh, we also have, we found him on the street. <laughs> Pretty much. His name is Ash Taylor. He is a, uh, Ash, what would you describe yourself? Uh, tech YouTuber slash cinematographer. And Ash is here to add much needed uh, class to this podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, and last but certainly not least, we have uh, Mobile Syrup staff writer samir chabra samir how are you i'm quite well and i think you'll find i'm a staff reporter this is true you're a staff reporter how could i be so wrong in my heart and mind you will always be an intern but as we know that's not the truth and the <laughs> jokes begin people grow up people grow up times, <laughs> times move change on. uh so this week we're gonna have a quick episode on mwc mwc of course starts on uh this uh this friday i believe no saturday what do I know? Saturday. Saturday yeah. uh, with Alcatel leading the way. Uh, and then, of course, uh, on Sunday, we have the main event, which is the S9 reveal. Uh, Matt, quickly, what's the device you're most uh, excited about? I mean, everything's pretty much been leaked so far. So the mm -hmm. only thing we haven't heard anything from is LG. Mm -hmm. So and, and a lot of people, we don't want to count them out yet because they've come in the past and they've surprised us, even if their design wasn't that great. Mm -hmm. um, they kind of like do weird things to like stand out. So it's a rumor that they're not going to call it the LG G7. Mm -hmm. So they're coming out with a totally new name. So I'm very curious to see what they're going to do. But I don't know. Mm -hmm. We're at the point now where things are kind of all similar. So what mm -hmm. can they do? Ash, if you had to pick one phone. I'm uh, I'm pretty interested in what some of the other companies are going to do, like uh, Asus and uh, ZTE and stuff. Mm -hmm. Kind of hit in the lower end. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Samir, you? Uh, I'm going to be avant-garde and say I'm not really looking forward to any phone in particular. I'm looking forward to see how some of these companies, some of the chip manufacturers and some of the service uh, providers and the telecom equipment manufacturers are going to tackle the 5G conundrum. Mm -hmm. I know Intel has some stuff uh, in the pipeline, and I know this because they released a like their MWC framework today uh, on their newsroom website. Mm -hmm. So 5G is the phone that I'm looking forward to. Amazing. Um, I guess, why don't we just address the elephant in the room, which is the S9, I guess, thoughts, since it's been leaked. <laughs> yeah, um, th that's the thing. It's been leaked. We know what it is already. It's just going to be an S8, but updated, you know, maybe and stereo more speakers. Expensive. Yeah, more expensive. Thank you, Apple and Samsung, for starting that trend. Mm -hmm. And uh, just probably the things that we didn't get before. So, like, those dual speakers will have, like, kind of similar to the setup on Huawei phones and the mm -hmm. iPhone 10, where the earpiece and the bottom speaker is a speaker. And then um, maybe they'll have some new software. Bixby will be improved. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of us are not looking forward to that. Or are we? Mm -hmm. 
and um, maybe some new additions to Bixby, you know? Um, question for both you, uh, Matt and Ash. Uh, one of the things we've heard about the S9 is that it's going to feature a variable aperture camera. Yes. Is that something that gets you excited as a cinematographer? Well, from a low light perspective, it does. Um, mm-hmm. I think you're going to get much better pictures low light. But I mean, me personally, maybe mm-hmm. more Ash, but it's a smartphone camera. So, I mean, we're still at that point where it's like, yeah, I can replace our you know, pocket camera. It's, mm-hmm. it's still a smartphone. But yeah, it's, it's exciting still. I mean, every addition to the camera is going to be a good addition. Right. That's fair, yeah. So, like, it's just another a tool that you could use mm-hmm. in order to kind of capture the image that you want. Uh, I can't say I personally would uh, make use of the feature too much because uh, given the sensor size, you want to have the most light as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it certainly will help in, in, in various situations. So mm-hmm. that's good. Do you mind just, uh, you know, for those who aren't familiar with aperture and what that means and specifically what a variable aperture, just kind of explaining what the benefit is for a smartphone camera? Teach us, Ash. Teach us, yes. Sure. Uh, so aperture essentially is the amount of light that the camera mm-hmm. lets in. So with a wider aperture, so anything closer to like 1 or F2 or whatever, uh, allows more light in, mm-hmm. uh, which in turn can give you a higher depth of field, given uh, match that with the sensor size. So the effect is depending on the kind of look that you want and the style that you want, you could change this. So you could let less light in for different mm-hmm. effects, and that also has an effect on the way the image looks too. So it's just, again, another tool to help kind of capture the image that you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, do you think that's like... um? Is it like a really meaningful feature on a ca- like on a smartphone camera just because of the sensor size? Like it seems to me like with that wide of a lens and that size of a sensor, everything in the frame is going to be more or less pretty sharp already, like in focus. Yeah, I mean, like who's it meaningful to? Like I think mm-hmm. most people don't care. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like ninety nine percent of people buy this phone; they just want to make sure it has a good camera, right? Yeah. If it has a variable aperture, it'll just be like another marketing term for Samsung mm-hmm. to play on. Saying, "Oh, it can do this better low light photos." That's all they need to know because that's all they're mm-hmm. they're going to care for. But um, yeah, as a as like it being a big deal uh, for most people, I don't think mm-hmm. they, they really care. Fair yeah. enough, Samir. What do you make of the kind of pricing rumors that we've heard? So I'm just going to say right now, uh, they're insane. They're absolutely <laughs> insane. And I think um, Evan Blass published a tweet today that suggests that the S9 Plus is going to be something like 997 euros. And the S9 is going to be, I think, 857, something like that, mm-hmm. euros. So uh, quick conversion, 997 euros based on today's conversion rate is approximately $1,500. It's, it's $1,516 is what it is, Canadian. That is absurd to me i mean we're no longer in the realm of saying something like oh it's it's comparable to a macbook air no we're now saying that it's comparable to something like a dell xps 13 with like an i7 listen the price is ludicrous Mm -hmm. we're looking at insane premium tier devices um and i'm not really entirely sure who these phones are now becoming for. I mean, we're all tech journalists here. We're all tech enthusiasts in this room. We all want to have the fastest smartphone with the best camera, with the screen that doesn't have a blue shift, that doesn't have um, imprints left on it after you know two weeks of use. Yes, but a $1,500 yeah, smartphone base mm-hmm. model? Yeah. What is this? What world are we living in? I mean, inflation, economi- economics, uh, uh, this is... It's crazy. Yeah. Well, granted, I mean, these are obviously, I mean, you know, even Blast, he's a great leaker and everything, and he usually is pretty right, but usually we always see prices that are higher than they're usually going to be. So, like, I I don't Mm -hmm. think it's going to be $1,500 in Canada. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, but regardless, it's definitely going to hit that $1,000 mark, which Mm -hmm. has already been pushed before. And I don't know. I think it's just going to keep getting pushed as time goes forward. Because think about it, like, Apple's rumored to release, you know, the, the... 
the new iPhone 10s or 10, 11, whatever they're going to call it, mm-hmm. and then they have a Plus model, that's going to be well over $1,000, right? Mm-hmm. So just got to think about it like that. Ash, did you want to add something? No? Um, I mean, how much was the S8 in uh, the UK? Oh, it was expensive. I can't. I can't remember. Does anyone else know? Yeah, no. no. He blocks the price out of his mind. <laughs> That's how expensive it was. Um, is that something, do you think moving forward, is that something we're going to see? Is this like a realm that only Samsung and Apple are going to play in? Or is this something we're going to see other manufacturers do? Because what's interesting to me about this is, you know, the S9 is not much better than the S8. Like, I think if you really get down to brass tacks, it is a iterative update yet it costs this s9 is going to cost more than the note 8 yeah it's crazy (laughs) so um is this the way forward for like high-end smartphones i don't think everyone's going to do it right now i think everyone's just watching kind of like what's happening with apple and of course Mm -hmm. samsung you know they're probably one of the biggest android manufacturers at least here in north america so they're kind of following their footsteps too so i think all the other companies are kind of just watching to see if there are is an opportunity Mm -hmm. for that price point and then if there is, obviously, they're going to increase the price of their phones. But I think we're going to see a bigger push into mid-range phones for most people because mm-hmm. that's what they can afford. And to them, like most of them probably don't care for having the best camera or don't care having the perfect screen as long as it's good enough, right? Mm-hmm. So, and we're at the point now where most phones at the mid-range are fast enough, right? Yeah. So, I mean, just look at the A5, right? Like that is, yeah. it, it, may be not, it maybe doesn't look as nice as the SA, but it's a fantastic phone otherwise. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So. Or even companies like OnePlus. You yeah. Know, they can get their privacy concerns fixed, but <laughs> fixed, you know, yes. they have a good phone too. You know, uh, essential if they could ever fix that phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bad. yeah. yeah. Well, mm. I mean, I, I think this is a conversation that we've been having a lot ever since uh, ever since last year, really, is, is that premium tier Android flagship phones are sort of becoming like the supercars of the Android market where, yes, if you can afford like a Bentley, go for it. If you can afford a Ferrari, go for it. But really, most people are just looking for a Corolla. Most people are looking for a Honda Civic. They're not looking mm-hmm. for anything uh, absurd, especially when, like, like uh, Matt said, the mid-range phones are getting so much better. Um, and I would argue that something like the Snapdragon 630, which is a mid-range processor, which you can find on the Asus Zenfone 4 Pro, I think, um, is a wholeheartedly capable processor it can get you through a, you know a day of gaming can get you through a day of checking emails and sending texts and making phone calls something like the snapdragon 845 which mm-hmm. is this beautiful um i would argue almost like laptop ready uh processor it's great but again it, it's it's a supercar in comparison to something like a camry yeah mm-hmm. and i mean like the thing i'm finding too with mid-range phones like you know obviously this processor is not as fast like you said but they offer much better battery life than the higher-end totally, processors, yeah. right? So that's another alternative. Um, if we can just continue the uh, conversation about mid-range phones, you know, what's fascinating to me about the market is that, you know, you have a company like OnePlus where it's effectively a high-end phone and everything but the camera at a mid-range price. So how do you, like, as Samsung, as LG, navigate that market when you have players like Samsung and, or, excuse me, uh, OnePlus but then also like accidental players like Essential who are, you know, like I think uh, Telus was telling us like that's one of their most popular phones <laughs> just by the virtue of it being $460, right? right? Like, So the way they navigate it is mm-hmm. simple. The, the problem is like these manufacturers like Samsung and Apple, whoever, they have carrier contracts, mm-hmm. right? OnePlus doesn't. So there's a huge market. There's a huge market that they're they're missing. Ooh. So um, a big difference in sound, sorry. Yes. Yeah. So as long as they have those carrier contracts, they're going to be able to penetrate the market a lot better, mm-hmm. right? So OnePlus has to rely on... 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. On, you know, selling word directly from, yeah, yeah, word of mouth, you know, obviously social media advertising and selling directly from their website. Mm-hmm. So at least here in North America. So it's only really hardcore tech enthusiasts who buy OnePlus phones. And I mean, mm-hmm. people are getting smarter. There are other people out there who are not tech enthusiasts who have learned about them, but it's still not widespread enough. Mm-hmm. Anything to add, Samir? I mean, I, I, I don't want to get into this conversation about supply chain and, again, economics again, because I'm not, uh, I, I'm not fit to have this conversation. I'm not an expert on the subject at all. But I think that finding some way to control the supply chain more directly without having to get through, uh, and, and we're seeing this sort of with the rumors that Apple might want to like, own like a cobalt mine or something, in, mm-hmm. uh, and I, don't, again, haven't done very much research on it. So... Uh, the counterpoint would be maybe, maybe just maybe, if these tech companies start getting more control over different industries, then they'll be able to lower the prices. But that's a that's a whole other problem and conversation that I don't think any of us really want to have today. Mm-hmm. Um, so what uh, OEM do you think has the most to prove at, uh, at uh, Mobile World Congress? I think, I'll, well, I mean, for the ones that people care about, probably still Samsung. But I mm-hmm. think overall... Definitely LG, 100%. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, they've made a few bad design decisions mm-hmm. in the past. Um, there's there's just a lot of their, their product they need to work on still, and they have to come out saying, we now have the best smartphone. This is what it can do, and people need to care about it. So if they can do that, which is going to be really hard to prove, then I think it would be LG. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... Oh, sorry. Actually, I go first. Do you got one? Honestly, I'm really curious to see what Nokia are going to do. That's <laughs> a good one, yeah. I, uh, you know, they've been slipping mm-hmm. consistently. Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel like they have a lot to prove. Yeah, I was going to say uh, something along the lines of ZTE. Uh, some mm-hmm. of these uh, Chinese manufacturers who are not currently positioned very well in the American market, who are well known in obviously Asia, uh, parts of Europe, and and Canada also, but who are interested in taking over Huawei's potential position mm-hmm. in the American market, um, and the. American governmental bodies in charge of regulating these decisions have sort of expressed that their concerns with Huawei extend to their concerns with the Chinese government and Chinese spyware. But I'd be curious to see if ZTE isn't capable of putting forward a, you know, sub-premium tier Android flagship phone that picks up interest in America. Because if you can take over Huawei's potential position in the States, then you're set. I don't think ZTE has a chance anymore. <laughs> I honestly don't. I mean, oh, no. I mean at least oh, no. the United States. No, I mean, they don't have the marketing budget. They don't have the, you know, the, the, the clout. Uh, Huawei obviously does. There's, they have a lot of money. And even though they're selling phones online, um, they're still, I think, who was, who was the reporter who was telling this? They're still making more money per phone than they would if they were to sell it, let's say, Okay, so this is how it works. So basically, if they were to sell it through a carrier, they'd sell more units, but they'd get less profit. But if they mm-hmm. sell it directly from Amazon, they'll get significantly more profit per unit, but sell less. So um, because they have the bigger budget, they're able to advertise harder. And obviously, a lot, pe- a lot more people know about Huawei in the United States than they do ZTE. 
But Canon's a different story. Like all our whole networks are built by Huawei, and <laughs> that's right. And that's why yeah. you would never see in Canada like yeah. the push to get them Huawei out of the country. Right? There's just too much money tied up with building out the 5G infrastructure in this country. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of speculation about the whole spy thing. Obviously, it's politics. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're never going to get a firm answer. But I mean, they're here. I mean, are we being naive? But and they're in Europe. I mean, exactly. they're in the they're UK. Everywhere. Yeah. The imp- all of America's important Five Eyes partners partners have some form of partnership with Huawei, either as a telecom manufacturer or Huawei devices are sold in the country. Yeah. So I think this speaks most to most of the Five Eyes partners. Yeah. So I think this speaks to the fact that this needs to be investigated in order to have like a proper banning in the United States. But I don't think that's ever going to happen because it's a political play. So, mm-hmm. Ash, how big is uh, Huawei in the UK? They're pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, funny enough, you mentioned that. So uh, another kind of OEM Vivo, mm-hmm. they've become pretty big because uh, they became uh, sponsors of a, of a pretty big football team, soccer team. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting mm-hmm. to see where these companies yeah. are going to go slowly. Which football team? Uh, honestly, off the top of my head, I can't remember. I'll find out in a second. So carry on. Um, <laughs> great radio on our part. <laughs> We're always prepared. We're always prepared here yes. at the Syrup Cast. Um, yeah, I mean, that's... It's interesting, right? Like, it'll be really interesting to see how the com- what the Huawei does with the P20. They, like LG... I, I mean, I don't know what LG's plans are specifically. They've been quite quiet about them, other than to say, like, we're not releasing phones on a yearly schedule anymore. Um, Huawei is doing that Paris event in the end of March, I believe. I think Maybe. it's March 27th. Someone yeah. correct me on that. Yeah, 20th. yeah. correct. March 27th, yeah. Yeah, so they're not even going to be at... Uh, uh, at um, I mean, they'll be at MWC, but they won't be there yeah they don't have that big presence that they usually have at other events i don't know i'm kind of curious Mm -hmm. i'm kind of impressed with huawei they've they've come a long way i mean Mm -hmm. their phones are really nice um they're not perfect either just like most smartphones but um i don't know did you guys see the leaks for the p20 it looks a lot like a similar uh apple device right yeah it looks like (laughs) e 10 right like yeah i mean it's to the point where they're kind of figuring out whether they want to ditch the fingerprint sensor or not yeah pretty much Please don't, please don't dish the fingerprint sensor. Yes. I, to, to whomever's listening, please don't dish it. Yeah. I agree. I mean, if you do Face ID, why get rid of the fingerprint sensor? Just keep them both. I mean, yeah. the Face ID is great in Canada. When it's cold, you just look at it. You have to take off your gloves. But the fingerprint sensor is just so much faster. Yeah. You know, it's just convenient. Well, and also it's, it's like hilarious because you can like point the uh, phone at a person's face and it will like unlock for you. Right. Right. So... <laughs> Although, uh, in trials at the Mobile Syrup office with the iPhone ten that we have there, we've noticed that it is certainly more difficult to unlock the phone by pointing it at someone's face than just by having the owner point at their face. And I don't know why that is. Maybe I just don't know how to hold a phone. Uh, but either way. I feel like that's something Steve Jobs would tell you. He's like, you're not holding the phone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> something Steve Jobs asked all the You're just not holding it right. Yeah, the ghost of Steve Jobs will yeah. tell you. Um did you figure out the soccer team? <laughs> so they, Vivo, are spons- going to be sponsoring the 2018 and 2022 FIFA World Cup. Wow. And they're also uh, doing something with the IPL, the Indian Premier League, which oh. is pretty huge on their part. Um, they're also the first phone to have that uh, embedded fingerprint scanner. Yeah. And Vivo, so Vivo, correct me if I'm wrong, but their relationship to OnePlus is that they're owned by the same company? Yeah. They're, yeah. Mm. They're owned by the same company. I think OnePlus is just like kind of like their private sub brand. They mm. don't really talk about it type thing. <laughs> Where they're like, we have these extra screens. Yeah. So we put them into the 5T. Exactly. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, look at us inv- innovate. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. It's working. Yeah. Um, anything else uh, about uh, MWC you guys want to bring up? Is there anything from HTC? I haven't been keeping up with it. 
or is it just I mean, kind of HTC like quiet is in for a now? Di- in a death spiral. I don't know why we're still. Talking. I know, I know. <laughs> I just, I just have like that, that old nostalgic connection to HTC. You know, so totally, yeah. I just hope first unibody metal yeah. phone, first uh, LTE phone. It was like the first Android device I like fell in love with. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, if that's not it, let's get to shoutouts. Uh, do you want to start us off, Samir? Uh, I do not. I don't have any shoutouts on mind. Give me a second, guys. <laughs> Igor, I'm well, going to throw so, this back to you. <laughs> all right. So my shoutout goes to uh, Team Canada, the entire Team Canada. Uh, it's been such a... we Last week, we didn't uh, record a podcast due to uh, some scheduling uh, issues. So I haven't been able to rave about how much I've been watching the Olympics, but like way too much. And it's just been like, I'm really sad that they're ending. And like all the athletes have done such an amazing job. Um, last night's game was heartbreaking. Uh, I was up till like I what like when did the game end? Like two in the morning. <laughs> it was, and then it's it sucked because it's like oh I stayed up all night and didn't get the outcome we wanted. Anyway, <laughs> Matt, my shout out goes out to the all amazing tech journalists and amazing Canadian tech YouTubers who are killing it. Mm-hmm. Who are putting Canada on the map. Just want to show my love to them because they're awesome. If you haven't already, you should subscribe to Matt's YouTube channel. Yes, that's my name, Matthew Moniz, M-O-N-I-Z. And also make sure to retweet some of his tweets because then he might give you a shout out on Twitter. Do you still do that? <laughs> no. Okay. God damn it, Matt. That was like... It uh, was the thought that counts, Igor. But you never like, you know, there was a couple times I think I retweeted and it, you never gave me and a I shout remember, out. And I remember those days. I give you a shout out in my head. Oh, okay. thank you. Ash, do you have a shout out for us? Um, I guess it goes to you guys for picking me up on the street. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome to come back <laughs> anytime. If you need a if you need a home or a place. That sounds good. Thank you. Uh Samir? Uh yes. So I feel silly again for forgetting this, but my shout out goes to Patrick O'Rourke and Rose Bahar, who are the mobile syrup MWC correspondents for twenty eighteen. They're both gonna be on the show floor. They're gonna be going to different events. Uh, and delivering to you the 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 hot mobile syrup news that uh, you all listen and read for. Yeah, please uh, send them your thoughts and prayers because they might not survive MWC. So, but we hope they do because <laughs> we really we would they would be missed. The site would fall apart <laughs> without them. Um, so, if you've been listening, you might notice that the sound the podcast sounds extra crisp this week. That's thanks to our friends at Frontstream, and uh, we're recording in their podcast studio today. Frontstream are the makers of Panorama, the all-in-one online fundraising platform from charities and nonprofits. So make sure to check them out. Um, and thank you again, Frontstream, for having us here. Where can everyone check you guys out, Matt? You can find me on Twitter at Matt Monas. Ash? Uh, Instagram uh, slash Trembling Water. Trembling Water. That, that is a very <laughs> evocative name. Thank I you. love it. Samir? You can find me on Mobile Syrup or you can find me at Twitter at Samir Chabra 94. And I'm at Igor Bonifacic. Uh If you want to check out Mobile Syrup, you can do that by going to at Mobile Syrup, whether it's on Twitter, uh, Facebook, or Instagram. Uh, and if you have a question or comment that you'd like to send to the uh, Syrupcast, you can do so by emailing podcast at mobilesyrup.com. We'll make sure to read your comment or question. Until next week, we'll... Uh, Take care and thanks for listening.
Oh, by the way, I'm, I'm pretty sure you meant Oppo, right? Not not OnePlus in Vivo. God damn it. Come on, Igor. Smart up. This is why I bring you guys, because you know way more about mobile than I do. I'm just here to host the podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 